0: As, when it comes down to it, if you're doing what's good enough, then over a longer time horizon, you're going to beat the person that has to be all or nothing, giving it as much intensity as possible, and then falling off when times get tough. As they say, consistency beats intensity. Welcome to The Waiting Game Podcast, a podcast where I attempt to bring more dialogue into the world of Olympic weightlifting and share my experiences and perspectives in the sport and resistance training in general. It was a perspective I wish was more accessible during my earlier years of training, so here is my attempt to bring that value to those who may be seeking it. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of The Waiting Game Podcast. I'm your one and only host, Brandon Wakeling, and today I'm going to be talking about Two approaches to how you can conduct yourself during training, and there are two approaches that I've done. And through both the approaches, I've learned a lot about my training over the years. And that is approaching your training with an all-or-nothing approach. And the context in which I'll define what the all-or-nothing approach is is having a master plan to achieve goal X and feeling like you need to do Y. Otherwise, X is not going to happen. So Y is essentially the master plan. You have to work towards this plan and do it exactly. Otherwise, you're going to have two options, either failure or success. And to start off with what I found the issue with all or nothing is, is that I couldn't exactly find what all meant to me. I'll give you an example. If you lock someone in a 2x2 two two meter cubicle, soon enough they're going to want to break that barrier and then expand out from there. Say you break down that 2x2 two two cubicle and then give that person a 5x5 five five cubicle. They'll be happier with this, but then they're going to want to expand out from that again. So you tear that down, you give them a 10x10. 10 10. There's going to be a momentary feeling of happiness. Then They're going to want to break that down and the cycle continues. It can go as big as you want. Eventually, you're going to want to expand out from that. And what I found with my training every time I tried to level up and see what other little variable I could control to then provide a better result, that it was somewhat infinite and I couldn't exactly define what all meant. And of course, I had to settle at one point to then pick a routine and try to stick to it. Let's say that we found this though. Let's make a hypothetical. We're all 18 years of age. We've got unlimited money, no responsibility, and we're essentially in... I actually haven't watched this, but I think in Dragon Ball Z, which is a Japanese anime show, they had a thing called the Anabolic Time Chamber where people would enter and then they could train as long as they want and in this chamber, time would stand still for people outside of this chamber. So someone could go in there and train for... A thousand years, let's just say, and then come back out and not a second's gone by. So let's say we have one of those for a year and you plan out your minute by minute, hour by hour, day, week, month for an entire year, including training plan, recovery, diet, the whole lot. And we're three weeks into our training block of the year. Everything's going well and then you're hit with an injury and you can no longer squat for the rest of the year. What do you do when it comes to this point? Do you just leave the chamber, or do you simply adapt, think of an alternate plan, and carry on? These were, although these were extremely hypothetical scenarios, I was hit with similar feelings when I had an all-or-nothing approach to my training, and I've given different reactions to different portions of my career. A time when I did adapt well, going back to 2017, so the lead-up to my first Commonwealth Games in which I was trying to qualify, at the back end of that year, I tore my adductor, and I could no longer split-jerk or squat. And this lasted 8 out of the 12 months of that year, in which I qualified for my first milestone event. So milestone event, I mean in Commonwealth Games or Olympics. And although I had a very structured routine, I had to adapt. So what I did, I didn't squat, I didn't split-jerk, I actually power-jerked in competition for those 8 months did half squats, limited my depth in my full lifts, added some accessory work in to help maintain leg strength and then rehabilitate the injury in order to get back to what I considered normal at this point. And through that, I still got the desired result. Now this hasn't always been the case when I've been training. I've had portions in my training where I had injured a knee or my lower back and I could still do something then unfortunately something else would happen where I would sprain a wrist or do something that would severely limit my capabilities in training, then what would happen is it would cause a cascading fall of motivation and desire to train, and I would simply fall off for a small period of time before I'd pick myself up and have to reassess my approach. And those portions of my training where I had this all-or-nothing approach was... Typically when I was comparing myself to what was happening online or comparing myself to the ideal that I thought I had to reach at an upcoming competition that I was trying to qualify for, so I was simply looking outwards and taking in a lot of extra stress and felt like I needed to revert back to what I was doing in the past when everything was going smoothly in order to get the result instead of simply adapting and working with what I had. As when it comes down to it, if you're doing what's good enough, then over a longer time horizon, you're going to beat the person that has to be all or nothing, giving it as much intensity as possible, and then falling off when times get tough. As they say, consistency beats intensity. And although this consistent approach doesn't live up to the ideal that you thought training was going to be to get to your goals, that's the reality of it. And you can either be bitter, resentful, and feel sorry for yourself, where of course it may be more than warranted to feel that way. Life isn't exactly fair, some people are just dealt bad cards or have series of unfortunate events, injuries or things that get in the way, but if it's pity that you want, although it may provide short term comfort, which is obviously great, if you're still wanting to achieve those goals that you set out to achieve, then you're going to have to dust yourself off and get back to it, because what I've learned through my years of competing is that no one's going to save me, if I want to get the goals that I've set out to achieve, I have to be the one to do it, no one's going to be my knight in shining armour, that that's going to get me there and lift the weight for me, I can either dust myself off, or I can quit. So although you may have been dealt bad hands, or your circumstances are just harder than the typical person's, it's just part of your story and. If you're suffering an injury right now or you're lacking motivation, the fairy tale that you need to be all or nothing and following some mystical approach to getting to your goals doesn't exist. What it's going to take is adapting and making sure that you're still turning up every single day and doing what you can, and given enough time of being consistent, that's what's then going to give you the results. So that was pretty much all I wanted to touch on in this episode. Hope everyone has a good training week as always. I thank everyone for listening to this podcast and I'll catch you next week with another fresh episode. Talk to you then.